Hey guys, welcome back to another Ravens podcast. I'm here with Teddy Conover and Charlie Pope. And if you haven't, if you notice our assertiveness, we're not very happy about the game today. You know, we usually don't make podcasts on Sunday nights. Um, but, you know, we we felt compelled to do this just because it just was one of the more atrocious performance performances we've seen from the Ravens since the Joe Flacco era. So, Charlie, I'm going to get you started. Why, why are we, why are the Ravens, like, why has the Ravens offense just, like, been subpar recently? Like, not a top offense in the NFL. Well, I think it starts with the play calling and the fact that we haven't, outside of it, just not even including this game, we really haven't tried to run the ball a ton. Like, it's been a lot more passing than usual. We saw games last year when Lamar would go 16 for 18 for 150 yards. This year, I don't remember a time where he hasn't thrown at least 30 passes. And, like, that's not our game at all. And I don't understand the play calling one bit. I think that I think that has to do with the, the coaching. I think that has to do with the O-line. Regardless, it's, it's disappointing that we're not running the ball as much. And I know we kind of started to get it going today. And it just wasn't working. Uh, Dobbins was okay. Gus Edwards had his worst game of his career as Raven. And I mean, it's not all up to him. They were in the backfield a ton, but um, yeah, the, not the running game didn't work today. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Lamar ran well, I mean, obviously his 37, not not Lamar, well. yeah, the running game. Um, but we, we had 37 attempts for 182, which sounds, you know, like Ravens football, but Lamar had 108 of those and Dobbins Edwards on, on what, like seven carries, nine carries for 108. And outside of that, the, the guys had 28 yards, 26 yards and 20 yards. So um, it's just really bad. I, I don't know. I feel like we're so good with the play action or RPOs. What happened to run pass options? Like, do we just not do, do they not? It, it, so what it, it, what it seems like with the um, RPOs is like, you know, you can have Hollywood there on RPOs, but Literally, Miles Boykin, and I don't think Miles Boykin is that bad. I just think he has no chemistry with Lamar. Nothing. Nothing's there. And it hasn't been there. And I don't think that's like completely his fault, not completely Lamar's fault either. It's just not there. And Willie Sneed, also, who we utilized some in the RPO last year, is just terrible. He's bad. Um, he's not been good this year. I think he had one big reception today. Um, but, and, and, you know, you can only do so much with Hollywood and Mark Andrews. Yeah. And also it's just like a pretty glaring dearth of um, deep shots. Like I understand that that's like maybe not our game, but like you could do, you could do one or two. Um, well, well, the problem so, was a couple of weeks ago, we were taking deep shots willy nilly down the field all game um, in the game where, uh, when did Lamar throw the interception? Um, the was the against... Washington football team? Yeah. Or the Chiefs? No. The Bengals. Uh, the Bengals. He should have threw three interceptions in that game pretty easily. Um, and, you know, I, I think they I think they wanted to chill on the deep ball because he hasn't been too successful at it this year. Even though he hasn't been so successful, I don't I don't hate the deep ball. It just it keeps the defense honest when you got guys like Devin DuVernay and Marquise Brown, who are four, three flat uh, wide receivers. You, you got to at least give it up to him. And even though it hasn't worked, it keeps the defense honest one. And if we consistently do it, we're going to hit a couple eventually especially with the talented um, receivers down the field that we have. I think that kind of segues into the fact that like we don't have a lot of talented receivers like Marquise Brown. He's, he's, he's been impressive this year. Like finally he's not hurt. Like he looks, he looks really good. 
Uh, outside of him, though, I mean, Mark Andrews is probably our number one target, and we have to give him get, have to get him more involved. He should have ten targets a game, and he's really not had that. I mean, the first two games last season, he had like ten catches each game, and it just looked awesome. And he, I don't think he's had as many catches as those first two games last year, which is kind of disappointing. So he needs to get more in the game. Boyle looked really good today in the passing game. You don't really usually see him, but he had a couple catches. One of them going for a touchdown. Um, I've been a big fan of Duvernay. I think he's had an explosive play in every game this year. Um, we, we need to use him almost like the 49ers use Debo Samuel, kind of on those wide receiver sweeps, um, stuff like that. The Chiefs, the Chiefs use McCall Hardman. Exactly. Just any anything to get the, um, the ball in his hands. And to go to the Boykin, like, you know, he's just like – he's not that great. I mean, he's a good blocker. He's a good extra receiver, but – Boykin third round pick like you go for I mean he's not he's not going to be anything I would love to see us personally bring in like a Des Bryant just to be like a jump bar receiver someone we could use in the red zone I think even though he's old it's it's Julio what about what about about Julio like how good would that be I mean if he's an option for trades like he's the best receiver in the NFL I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know how much it's going to cost to get him but I mean, obviously, I had one Julio Jones, but right, right. So I saw, saw someone mention the time for getting Julio would have been after Week Five. Like he had been injured for a while, and we weren't sure. It's gonna. It's kind of like you know, it's, it's kind of like in fantasy. Like it used to be a little easier to get Julio. Now it's gonna be very, very tough. And then also, I saw someone uh, say, you know, the Ravens aren't gonna be trading Bill O'Brien. Like it's actually gonna cost quite a bit to get him. It could be two, you know, first round picks, honestly. Um, which is a hefty price. And it, it's just tough to see if you really want to get that. I love the Des Bryant call. I think he worked out with the Ravens in like August or July. Did, yeah. um, and who's to, say, who's to say that wouldn't work. Um, but I, I think some sort of move needs to be made. You, you, you know, see I the, think we should trade. Look, I think, I think honestly, the, the, the season's sort of story is playing out kind of similar to how, similarly to how it did last year. So the first like six weeks of the season, the offense is like, Honestly, last year it was kind of anemic. Like there, it was it was more run heavy, um, and it just like uh, you guys can tell humor, right? Yeah, yes, right. yeah, um, yeah. It was pretty. It was very run heavy. Um, this year it's a little bit more pass heavy. But at at the Marcus Peters signing, and then at the bye week, we literally changed. I think we went from scoring twenty two points per game to like thirty eight points per game in the second half. And, of the, and that and that transition was, you know seeing the Ravens after the bye was incredible. You know, that, that run of games where it was the Pats, the Rams, the Jets, you know, that like stretch from like week seven to week 12 or no week, week 14 was just. So, so what that was, was, um, was the signing of Marcus Peters. I mean, literally we gave up uh, like 500 total yards of offense in week three and four to the chiefs and Browns lost both games and then we went to Seattle, won that game by week, and then came home and won every game uh, and like blew out every game um, other than the Niners game. So this year, you know, it seems to me be following a similar story, although, may, you know, maybe there's no signing to be had and maybe you have to make do with what you got. Um, with that being said, if you if you can't get anything, um, I think the uh, it's not a deep threat that you need. It's like a it's like a just a really good receiver. I mean, exactly. it, there's not much more to be said about it. Yeah, guy. Like who can go up and get the ball. Like even if he's not like a elite receiver in the NFL, and I'm I mean I'm not opposed to getting an elite receiver, but we don't need to. You know, it's it's like Des Bryant, who's a veteran guy who has played in the league for a while and knows no situational 
um, offense and can go up and get the ball and, and just yeah. handle yeah. a quarterback. And, and what any, I was, yeah. was going to say is I think we should just trade John Harbaugh because I just hate him so much. <laughs> I, think, I think he's just yeah. a terrible coach. Like, to me, like, I don't, I don't see him do anything ever. Like, I just – I feel like he just runs practice and that's it. Like, he has no – nothing for – he does nothing on the offensive side. He does nothing on the defensive side. We have a special teams coordinator, so that's the only thing he's good at, and he doesn't even do that. So can, you guys, can you guys name another coach in the NFL that was a special teams coach? No, before? absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, well, Carbo doesn't deserve since Carbo's probably been a great franchise, but I just, I just can't stand it. Like – the, t- the thing that made this game so awful today was the 12 penalties that we had. And, and like, that's coaching. Like, penalties are directly – like, they're coaching. Especially those illegal formations. Yeah, the illegal formations, the offsides, all of the holding calls. The the, I would say that the P.I. The PI was kind of – the P.I. was pretty questionable, like, on Marcus Peters. No, no, that's – the defensive side is – we'll leave that for, for later. But on the offensive side of the football, the best left tackle in football had four penalties. Every single offensive lineman on the team had a penalty. Both tight ends had a penalty. It's it's like it's absurd. I've never seen something like that before. There was 140 penalty yards. I think Harbaugh does deserve his credit for you know he's he's kept the team pretty steady throughout his tenure in Baltimore. Um, yeah, I, I I do think the play calling is a little shaky, but hopefully you know him and Roman can figure out something but, to but hey we can't blame the play calling on parball because he doesn't play call like he would be a disaster like all of us could do a better job than hardball play calling right <laughs> i don't know so 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 the 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 focus now needs to shift to the defense and um i think the narrative is going to be wrong for this game literally the defense dominated awesome. for mm-hmm. three and a half quarters like it was and the eagles were desperate and wentz was trying to make a lot happen and to be fair miles sanders was playing well before he got hurt um, but the defense played exceptionally well. And then, so, yeah, the, funny, the, funny the, thing the secondary seemed to cripple those, those last two drives where they went down and scored touchdowns, right? Zach Ertz and, uh, Miles Sanders were both out. Like they're two guys. Everybody else is just like a undrafted, like just nobody. They're two elite guys, like a star running back and one of the best tight ends in the NFL go out and then their offense starts rolling. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that really, and I know I, I, I really have been ragging on this guy for a lot, but Marcus Peters played a horrible game. He was bad, um, and, I, and I will stick to that. From the, from the first drive where he blew a coverage on the third down, that should have been a very big play that, um, that some no-name wide receiver dropped to the two-point conversion where he blew the coverage and, you know, the jump ball that he missed. And, you know, he's not a jump ball guy. Um, but I, I, I do think uh, part of the blame should be on put on Marcus Peters for the last half quarter. I agree. I mean, like, Taylor doesn't like Marcus Peters. And I'm not I, a huge fan. I, like, I think he's, he's just... He has his bad games. Like, and you say, like, people have good games and bad games. You can tell when Marcus Peters, it's not his day, right? Yeah. But there's also games where you're like, how the heck did he just do that? Like the pick he had, um, what was it last week when he jumped 10 feet in the air and picked that? Like, that's absurd. Yeah. And the one a couple weeks before when he baited, um, who was it? He, uh, like, he baited. Who was I it? I don't know who it was. I mean, it was, it was. Just, like, this was straight Austin up Madden. Yeah. 
Like he literally baited. Oh no, it was Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, that's what it was. He gave the crap out of Deshaun Watson. It was like it was literally playing Madden. So I mean, and you can't deny the fact that like when he went to the team, we were the number. We've been the number one defense in the NFL since he's been on the team. So and the, and the defense bad games. He did a great quarterback. And, and today the defense was our offense. Like the defense, what, they set us up for so many like. And from the start when Prochet returned inside uh, Eagles territory, um, the defense like kind of fueled our offensive drives. I don't know if we really had any of those big like 80 yard drives. Yeah, Pope, uh, your boy Matthew Judon had himself uh, a little bit of a game. And also Calais Campbell got in on the pass rush. We had six sacks. Calais Three Campbell sacks from awesome. Calais Campbell. He had the one, one sack from Judon. Ran over two people. Like, yeah. and I know, it, you know, it's the Eagles and they literally have one starter on their offensive line, but still like Calais Campbell was a man that, um, the, uh, what was it called? The, um, roughing the passer call was maybe really mad at, um, that gave him them life on uh, that, the first of the two touchdown drives at the end. But outside of that, he played an awesome game. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely encouraging to see the D line at least. I mean, the secondary, you can say what you want. But um, honestly, I, I feel like this moves us forward, you know, into the bye week. It's bye week and then home against Pittsburgh. And that's, I mean, there's, there's. Where, where fans, I think, will be in the stadium. 7,000 of them. 7,000. Um, I mean, what, what is there to work on in the bye week? It's funny. It's like you're five and one. And I think the, like the Packers, you know, the Packers already have their bye week. Um, what's another five and one team? The the, the Steelers are five and zero, oh, and well, that's pretty bad actually. The the, the Chiefs are probably going to be five and one if they beat the Buffs yeah. or the Bills tomorrow night. The Chiefs are so much better. Literally, like the Ravens are so freaking flawed on both sides of the ball. It, but the, I have I have optimism. I think I, I think, think yeah, the defense like, has been good. As Ravens fans, like we're spoiled. We really are. Like we're we're five and one. Like it, any if the Browns, like I know they're having an actual a pretty good decent season, even though they got whooped today. If the Browns are five and one, regardless of how they play, if they win games, it's like this is our best season since Jim Brown in nineteen twenty. Like, it, and that's how that's how it used to be with Flacco. I mean, you would just grind out those nineteen yeah. to seventeen wins over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it would just be awesome. It's like it's like we have to. I know we didn't play well today, and we expect so much out of this team because it's such a talented team. But at the same time, it's like we have to take a step back and be like, okay, like we're winning the game. We won the game. Like regardless of that of the, um, you know, how it looked, we won, you know, like the, the Eagles almost beat the Steelers last week. Like they've been playing better. Carson Wentz looked really good. Like he looked really good that, um, today. So, I mean, wins a win. I mean, yeah, uh, Ted, I don't know. You, you look frozen right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Wentz, Wentz did play, Wentz did play well. He had a lot of drop balls. Miles Sanders dropped a pretty open touchdown. And then, of course, in the first drive of the game. Um, yeah. Ted, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. Um, um, so, yeah. one, one more thing I want to talk about. Bef- before I get into what I was going to talk about, which is Patrick Queen. Marlon Humphrey had another forced fumble today. It went out of bounds. Didn't really? I, yeah. I didn't... He punched another one out. It went out of bounds, but still, it – he actually was really close to having a second one too. He, um, I think it was JJ Arthago Whiteside. Yeah. Um, he he forced a fumble. And Pope, I'm gonna hop on your Patrick Queen train uh, before you even get there. He uh, is literally so 
much better than he should be at this point in his career. Like, I mean, the Ravens draft, I would say the Ravens are a, an above average drafting team. Maybe, you know, one of the better actually ones. Yeah, no, I would definitely recently, 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 probably the best. Like the last sure, years. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey, Lamar Jackson, Hayden Hurst. I mean, how can you miss that one? Um, and well, he was, he's good. Like, like, yeah, you know, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's just, no, it's just like you drafted a 26 year old tight end who played one year of football. He was a baseball player. Who's like, Oh darn it. I can't make it. So let me try and go back to college and just block and have 300 yards. Oh, let's take him in the first round. Like I believe, I believe a spot ahead of Calvin Ridley as well. Yes. We, it was about, I was so mad when we didn't draft Ridley and it like, it's just, it's so enraging. Like seeing what he's doing right now. Yeah. He's Hayden Hurst is, is having a good time in Atlanta as well. I mean, he's been doing well. Um, I'm glad for Hayden Hurst. I, I always liked him, even though, uh, even though Chip yeah, doubts. But regardless, um, the, uh, the, the, the Patrick Queen thought is is a good one because he like has just become into this defense like what what we needed like I mean the pass rush and he can do a lot he's he's pretty good in coverage if I'm not mistaken and uh, and he's a great tackler and Pope I'm sure uh, your your boys at PFF like him right I hate PFF but like <laughs> I just think it's the dumbest thing ever like some like I don't want to get too top, far off topic but like. I don't remember what it was, but one they had a receiver as the highest rated receiver, and he's got like a hundred yards. No, I think it was like I don't know who it was, but like someone who had like a hundred yards and has played every single game is like their top rated receiver. It's like that's the dumbest thing ever. But um, Patrick Queen, like he didn't start; he wasn't a starter for LSU at the beginning of the season. Like the first three games of the season, he did not start, and then he comes in, he works his way up, gets better and better, and better every week. Wins defensive player of the game in the national championship with like two sacks, a forced fumble, 10 tackles, and then gets drafted 28th overall in the NFL draft and won defensive player of the week last week. And he just, he's looks on pay. Like it's just up and up and up for this guy. It's really impressive. I'm really happy for him. He's just like, he's it's just looking good for him. I remember yeah. just watching that. I, yeah. Watching that draft. I was just thinking like, Oh my God, the saints are there. They really need a middle linebacker and they didn't draft him. And I was like, Wow, that, that's unbelievable. Is and he, also, also the, Seahawks, the Seahawks drafted the, yeah, the no, Brooks. Seahawks. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, that was tire, yeah. no, and you know what? That's such a Seahawks pick. And they, he's, he's bad. Like, have you heard oh, of Jordan oh, Brooks? I have not heard of no, no, he's hurt now, but he played the first two games of the season. And he just he was terrible. Like, first of all, the Seahawks, like, for they built their championship, especially the secondary, off of just, like, fourth-round picks. Like, Sherman was a fifth. Um, Cam Chancellor was Earl like Thomas. a first round pick. Earl Thomas was a first round pick, right. but Byron Maxwell was like a fifth round pick. Like one of the best secondaries of all time was just so low picks. The recent um, picks in the first round for the Seahawks, um, what's his name? Jordan Brooks. They drafted like a D end out of TCU who hasn't playing at all. They drafted Rashad Penny who lost his starting job to his seventh round Chris Carson running back. It, the list goes on and on. They're just, they can't draft in the first round. And I, I mean, it's. Well, just, they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. So that'll yeah. work. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was hearing um, a comparison the other day, and I think someone said Patrick Willis for Patrick Queen. And I kind of see it. Um, although Patrick Willis is one of the better linebackers of the entire 2000s. Um, but like, they're actually pretty similarly sized. And, uh, and, 
I don't know. I mean, who who knows how good this guy can get? Uh, he's lived up to expectations and more. Like he's been great. Another guy who's also been really good. Like he was hurt last year. Finally gets to um, get going and get the starting stop is Deshaun Elliott. Like he played great today with that forced fumble. Um, I w- I'm just really happy that like our young safeties, Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott, are finally getting a chance to like really play, and they're both playing at a high level. Yeah, I love Chuck Clark's. Um, <clears throat> he stripped Miles Sanders, or kind of punched the ball out of Miles Sanders at five yard line after he took off at like seventy yards. It was incredible. Um, but also another guy I want to highlight is L.J. Fort. I mean, he's kind of you know, he's kind of come into his own in Baltimore. He's kind of been an NFL journeyman as a linebacker. He's been great. Um, haven't seen too much Malik Harrison. I'm not sure what the deal is with that. He hasn't looked great on the field, it seems like, but um, well, maybe that's to come. Fun fact. The reason why Malik Harrison hasn't been playing much is because LJ Fort, according to PFF, is the highest rated inside linebacker in the NFL. Don't know, don't know how I feel about that, but I, I believe I checked last week and he had a 92 grade. It puts him as a, according to them, is a superstar in the NFL. Like that's Patrick Mahomes level. That's Aaron Donald and George Kittle. Like that's, those are the guys who have like a 92 plus grade the last couple of years. So, I mean, LJ Fort coming in. Yeah, that's that's just classic. Um, but as as we look, you know, in the Ravens schedule, we got the bye week, and then we got the Steelers coming up week eight at home. God, yeah. man, I think I think we win that game coming off the bye. I, you know, call me crazy, but I, I'm interested to see the Steelers against the Titans, the two uh, the two AFC uh, undefeated teams right now. I'm very excited to see that. That's um, next week, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the bye. So, um, and obviously it's a rivalry game and I know me and Ted, we keep on saying like, we just haven't seen much from the Steelers and like the first four games they've played the worst four, the worst four teams in the NFL. And then this week they played Brown's team who was actually four and one and they whooped them. Like they, they actually played a really good game, but me and Ted, were still saying like, you know, it's just like, whatever this, like we Regardless of what we say, like whether they're a good team, they're five and zero. Like, there's not many teams. There's only what three teams in the NFL that are five and zero now. Yeah, and, and also, also, you know, it's not like the Ravens are going to hear like, "Oh, Teddy and Charlie said that they're not very good." I guess we don't exactly. have to prepare as hard. Yeah, exactly. And but I, again, I don't think they need that motivation. Like, it's Steelers Ravens. It's one of the biggest rivalries in football. So um, I, I'm really excited for the game. We need to play better than we have the last couple of weeks. Like, there's no doubt about that. Regardless of how good we think the Steelers are, if we play like we did today, we're going to lose. Like, that's just straight up how it is. We've been playing the last – ever since the Browns game, in my opinion. Like, we've had one really solid game this season. I think it's been the Browns game. I'm worried just because the way our offensive line's playing, just like the, the Pittsburgh that's game. That's a tough matchup. Bud Dupree is out for the year, though. Really? Yeah, and get the ACL. No, that's Devin Bush, Ted. I'm pretty oh, sure. yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, that's still a big that's still a big loss for them. But, again, like, the Steelers, their cornerbacks haven't been playing great this year. Mika finally made a play today after a subpar start to the season. Um, I mean, it was Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield throws so many interceptions. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think Ted, Teddy, I think you could probably get a pick six on him. So, I mean, I, I'm – you know, I, I think I think it's time for I think Lamar is going to come out and really really put up some points. Yeah, I mean, look, the Steelers' defense is pretty good, but they gave up like a bunch of points at home to the Eagles, um, and like an, an Eagles team without any of the receivers. So 
it, it probably can be exploited. Um, I mean, Joe Hayden, isn't he playing really bad? Yeah, him and Steven Nelson have been bad. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Let's see. I mean, we're going to need a, probably a good game out of Lamar. And then the, the defense, I mean, the Steelers offense looks pretty good. But if you look closer, like Big Ben is playing just mistake-free football. But they're, they're running it like okay. So I think if the Ravens can really commit to the past, you know, defense, then yeah, I think, right. I think on our defensive side of the ball, I think we match up with them really good, really well. Um, and, you know, yeah, and then we got, and, two, we got our two, we got our secondary, which is really going to lock up that, um, those wide receivers. I mean, Chase Claypool, like apparently he's the best receiver in the NFL, according to Steelers fans. I mean, and the NFL Instagram, honestly, like he's, I know it's, it, it's like chill out. Like the guys, the guy is just fast and big. That's about it. So, um, you know, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. I think, I think again, we, we've been really solid against the run. Hopefully we'll have Derek Wolf back. Hopefully we'll have Brandon Williams back, which showed today. Um, Miles Sanders ran the ball pretty well today on us. And then yeah. I think Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey both match up well with Juju and Claypool. Yeah. So it's week eight through 12 is, Steelers at home at Colts at Patriots home against Titans and at Steelers. I say if like, if we can win like three of those, oh, yeah. if we won three of those games. We're probably going 14 and two. Yeah. Because the last five are so easy. I mean, maybe, you know, at Cleveland week 14 might be, you know, not super easy, but, um, but other than that, it's very easy game. So, so what is the, so wait, it's Steelers, Bengals, Titans, Steelers, right? Steelers, Bengals in our division or. No, in, the, in our next four games. No, our next four are Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans. Yeah, the Colts didn't look good today. Um, the Patriots looked, didn't look good today. They, oh, yeah, the Patriots, Patriots look terrible, and we have to give them a little bit of a break because they didn't really practice that much. But still, it's the Denver Broncos. Well, like, okay, to be fair, the Titans M- didn't practice. MVP Drew, Locke. MVP Drew Locke came out today and whooped up on Bill Belichick. And he was, he was so bad. Drew Locke was terrible today. Yeah, they scored 18 points, and every single one of them was off a field goal. They had, Brandon McManus had 22 fantasy points this week. I, I, think, I, I think 24. The, uh, oh, right. You're right. 24. It was yeah, but to be fair, Pope, you say that about practice. The Titans last week against the Bills had no practice and won 42-16. Right, right. They, so. they killed them. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, so. You, don't, you don't expect, like, the Patriots to come out and do that, even, like, especially how they play this year. Like, they've been getting so much praise, the way they played the Seahawks, all these games, the way they played the Chiefs. Like, they shut down the Chiefs through three quarters, really. So, I mean, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. You think it's possible to see um, a 14 and 2, 13 and 3, top of the division, second in the division type of thing this year with the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, the Steelers have a really easy schedule. Yeah, the Steelers, um, us, and the Browns, like, I don't think the Browns are that great of a team, but their schedule is just a piece of cake. Like, they could go, we're, we're six, the they could go 10 and 6 and not beat a single team that has a winning record. Like, right. that's a realistic possibility. So the Steelers this year have had four – they had four straight home games, which I, I don't think has ever happened, ever. So they have three straight road games coming up next at Tennessee, Baltimore, and Dallas. And then they have a pretty easy stretch, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and then they play us. And then they play Washington at Buffalo, at Cincinnati, home against Colts, at Cleveland. So it's actually not that easy of a schedule. But, well, I mean, they've I gotten know. the really easy games out of the way. Like yeah. they played the – four worst teams on their schedule except for the football team right so i think that they can uh 
they can who's to say i mean i feel like the Steelers could be like a 12 and 4 team i don't know it, it's just it's it depends are they are they great or are they like really good and then the browns i think the browns are going to be fine they'll probably go 10 and 6 11 and 5 because yeah as pope said they could be like the uh what, what team was it like the 2013 colts or something they won their division at 10 and 6 and didn't beat a team with a winning record um so i mean who's to say but yeah and the, the Bengals are not too bad either. No, they're they, not they bad. They play close games. Like, they should have been the Chargers if it wasn't for Randy. Um, they should have lost this week, but they let Phillip Rivers and his nine children just walk all over them. There was a graphic on ESPN today, and it showed the stat career stat breakdown from um, Phillip Rivers and Joe Burrow, and it was like 60,000 passing yards, all these touchdowns, and then Joe Burrow was like, 1500 passing yards and then the bottom the bottom little stat was nine kids and zero kids that's Um, difference that's such an espn graphic like they just put the most random stuff on there (laughs) like you'll see all these memes on instagram about the graphics that they um make i remember i saw this one this is so off topic but i saw this um one on espn it was thaddeus young four straight years averaged 13 points seven rebounds and four assists um, and it was like, no, it was more like seven straight years. And it was like LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. It was like the most dumb thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the stat polling is just absurd. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. But we do have some, uh, you know, Ravens have some tough games coming up. Hopefully they can do well. Any last score? I, I guess we can do score predictions for the Ravens Steelers game. It's kind of the last segment. Uh, Ted, what do you think? Uh, I think the Ravens are going to blow them out. Um, I like like 35-10. Wow. I was going to go more of like a 35-24, like closer, but I think we still win comfortably. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I really don't I, – I think you got two of the best defenses in the league going up against two pretty mediocre offenses so far. I think the Ravens has potential. Um, but I, I'm going to go with like a 21-13 to win – um over the Steelers so not that many points like, scored when we after that game if we win 21 to 13 and we do another podcast and it's like like what is what is wrong with our offense like 21 points like is that really what you think is going to happen like we're going to score 21 points yeah we scored I, 30 I, today we scored 30 today and we think we're terrible <laughs> and, and it shouldn't have been 30 like the defense generated a lot of those no um, no it should have been a lot more than 30 if it wasn't well, yeah, those yeah, penalties. yeah yeah all right well i think that about wraps it up thank you guys for listening we got a uh, nice little uh niners rams game to get to where the niners and jimmy g just let a perfect drive down the field uh jimmy g four for four for 68 in the teed um but yeah a lot, of, a lot of good games. Let's see if he gets over 50 points this week in fantasy. It'll be it'll be pretty crazy. Fantasy football is awesome. Um, we will see you guys later.